started out strong you gotta commit though if you're gonna do it what's that song it's from uh it's like flash dance or something oh what a feeling i'm dancing for my life i'm not sure that's the right words <laughs> what a feeling. Doesn't have to be. It is what a feeling. I thought you were going to sing, Oh, what a feeling when we're dancing on the ceiling. No. <laughs> oh, that's a great video. Another great Lionel Richie video where he actually walks onto the ceiling. He's dancing on the ceiling. Welcome to episode 22 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff. We're going rogue. Going all night long. All night. All night. All night. Yes, the forever. Dead air. Oh. Uh, are we <laughs> recording? Uh, what? <laughs> What's up? What? Uh, what? Uh, what? What? All right, housekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this podcast. (laughs) This is the part of the show where you do the housekeeping. This is the part. This is the first boring section of the show. Yeah. No, that nobody cares about except for the number one fan. Yeah. Oh, is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? No. We're about to break hearts tonight. Yeah. Number one fan this week is uh, one of our Twitter friends, Babito's dad. And uh, the reason he... Babito's dad. Babito's dad, brah. Brah. Babito's dad. Babito's dad. Um... He was at, he's a new listener, relatively new, and um, he uh, he tweeted that he listened to most of the, uh, he had a two-hour dental procedure, and he said he listened to half of IOLTOS while he was <laughs> procedure, which I think was a slight dig at how long the show is. <laughs> yeah, but, it was. Um, Way to make a bad thing worse. Yeah, really. I'm going, I'm going to the dentist, top five things that suck, 
And I'm going to combine the top five things that suck with another top five things that suck, which is listening to an entire episode of I Only Like Their Old Stuff. Yeah. Well, at least he chooses to listen to I Only Like Their Old Stuff instead of listening to The Sound of Dental Drills. Well, you remember, I told you that, I don't. I think I've said this on the on the podcast before, but the dentist that I go to, yeah, they have um, Christian music playing in the background, but it's it's um, it's Christian music set to the tune of rock and roll. Really, it's not Christian rock. <clears throat> it's classic rock and roll songs redone, Christian style. Like I heard "Stairway to Heaven." But it was like really, literally, stairway to heaven. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Seems like that's violating all sorts of copyrights. Uh, well, it's all in the name. Of, of I'm as free as Jesus Christ now. What? I'm singing Freebird, Jesus Christ version. <laughs> uh, in on. this Christ, you cannot change. Oh God. Easy. Oh, sorry. Easy. What's wrong with Jesus? Nothing's wrong with Jesus. Okay. You're getting on the... Well, I was just... You're the one singing... Getting in the danger zone. Song. Getting in the danger What's zone. What's the danger zone on this show? Explain <laughs> that to me. Well, where, know, where can we not go with this show? There's been some places we haven't gone. I'd rather not go there. At least not right now. <laughs> yeah, well, all the complaints we get all the time about this <laughs> The only thing people have ever complained about is that it's too long. It's too long. Well, we're going to fix that tonight because we really only got one thing to talk about. So yeah. let's move along with uh, housekeeping. 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 Number one fan, Beto's dead. Uh, no no hater this week because Groove didn't want to give out a hater award. We're running a positive campaign. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, – Matthew Santos and season six and season seven, the West Wing. <laughs> Matthew Santos. Matthew Santos. Did you have you watched the West Wing at all? Yeah, I've watched the first two seasons. First two, okay, but you stopped after that, okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just started season seven this week. Is that the last season? Um, I don't know. I I've been trying not to figure that out. I think it is. I've I, I, is it the one with Jimmy Smith's on it? Yeah. Yeah, I watched um, I watched a couple episodes from that season. It actually got a lot of good reviews. Um, it's like a return to form for the show, I guess. Yeah, it is the last season, and it's getting to the point to where like, um, well, th- it's not Aaron Sorkin writing it all now. Yeah, yeah. So. And you can kind of tell that, but kind of not. I mean, whatever. It's it's. Now Alan Arkin's on it. No stuff. Yeah, Alan not Arkin. Alan Arkin. Alan Alda. Alan Alda. Yeah, Alan Alda and and Jimmy Smiths are the two presidential nominees. Yeah. Alan Alda's the Republican. Smiths is the Democrat. And um, so I don't know. It's it's cool. It's fun. You know, whatever. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Yeah, anyways. So, okay, well, some more housekeeping. Superfan Nate Helgerson. You putting him in the Pantheon? He is. He, this, after there? this week, he's definitely in the Pantheon. Okay. Him up there. So we got Clave, Clave, and Miss, and uh, Nate Helgerson. Yeah, I would say Zell is, too. 
Even Zell. though Zell's been kind of absent lately. Zell, where you at, buddy? Let's get some tweets. Yeah. He did send you a picture of his of his haircut. He did. He did. He looks looking good, looking sharp. Yeah. So and he was talking about Oliver, too. He yeah. Ho- he hollered that out, which, by the way, Zell, we, uh, after we, yeah, I think I mentioned this, after we came home from the play, we turned on the movie, and, uh, so that Mackenzie could actually see what Oliver was supposed to be like, and, um... <laughs> And I spent the entire next week singing that, singing songs from that movie slash play, uh, uh, just randomly throughout the day. Oliver, Oliver. Okay. Um, but so yeah, so Nate's in the Pantheon. He has gone on the record. He has staked his reputation with probably twenty-seven people. Really? Yeah. We have had. Would you talk to him or something? No, I haven't talked to him. What I've done is I've. I've been the one doing the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. And we have had like 15 to somewhere between 15 and a million friend requests, all from Nate. Because it comes up, so-and-so's requested you be friends on Facebook, and it's like, dude, two friends in common, three friends in common. Uh, It's always Nate. It's always Nate. And so I posted on our status on Facebook, you know, something to the effect of, you know, Nate's suggesting all these people. He's hoped they're not disappointed in him after they actually listen to the episodes. And somebody responded like, oh, Nate always gives us good recommendations. It's going to be great. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot to live up to. It's a lot. It is. Because, you know, it, theoretically, you know, there's going to be listeners to this episode that haven't listened to uh I only like their old stuff at all. Based on this guy they know, Nate Helter Skelterson, who, you know, if you're listening to his recommendations, I don't know, maybe you will like it. But I think I would think that the discerning individual would kind of double-check themselves before they take one of his recommendations. Well, and I mean, on, on the flip side of that. He would recommend in just the same breath for you to listen to this podcast as he would to say – jump off the side of the Grand Canyon. Like, oh, that looks like a good idea. Let me go try that. Yeah, or like, uh, yeah, you should listen to this podcast. Butterflies are awesome. <laughs> hey, hey, no, 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 seriously. That podcast is, it, man, it's hilarious. What the fuck is that squirrel going over there? Yeah. That's yeah. Totally, well, the thing is, is I would think that if any, if any of these people actually know Nate, they know what to expect. <laughs> or they know to not... To know that they can't expect. Or to know that they, well, we'll just friend request them on Facebook and our job will be done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I listened to it. It's it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, what? So, okay, well, in keeping with our housekeeping, I've got some asshole quotes of the week from my uh, my favorite asshole. I'm not going to mention his name, just in case. Um, so he's your professor. He's my professor. I was sitting in class this evening, and um, I've got four quotes, and I'm going to try to set them up. He was talking about, <clears throat> well, he just jumped in. He says, well, hold on here. I was reading a piece from the New Yorker, 
probably the New Yorker that will arrive tomorrow at my house, thus suggesting that he both reads it online and subscribes to it. And then in the middle of that, he said, well, you know, it was about recipes. And I also saw Julia and Julia last week. It was a great movie. And he goes on to talk about some article about how recipes never never manifest the way that they're supposed to, even if you do everything right. But come on, dude. No? Is that not even... What? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> he's, 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 he has to suggest to the class that he subscribe to the New Yorker? Yeah, I just, I don't even know how to, like, respond to that. I mean, does this guy, is he, like, trying to make himself look like a douche? He is trying to make himself look awesome. I mean, he thinks that this is awesome, or is he really, I mean, it sounds to me like he's just, like, trying to make everyone irritated with him. <laughs> I don't know. So he said, and then later on he said, we were talking about, um, so Foucault, right? Marcel Foucault is this guy who wrote a lot of stuff, okay? Is he a Nazi, too? No, he wasn't a Nazi, but he was, um, he's a French, you know, some would call him philosopher, some would call him rhetorician, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's, he wrote The History of Madness, okay, where, you know, back in the day, people didn't think that people were crazy. They thought yeah. that, you know, the people that would be considered crazy today were touched or divine, okay, that, that they were somehow, you know, it, you know, the Holy Spirit was a hold of them or something uh, like that. Okay. Huh. And he said, when, like when I was a boy, there was a woman, uh, uh, we would call her retarded today, but, but we said she was touched. Huh? 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 We, we would call her retarded today. We would call her retarded today. That's, that was mm. his way of saying that, you know, he's like, Oh, well, or, you know, I mean, I don't know what we call her. We call her retarded. <sighs> Okay. Wow, that guy's like a train wreck. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Um, so he said, um, then he was talking about this guy Foucault is, you know, he has this thing about like archives and records and stuff. Um, and he was talking about examinations and how he likes examinations. Okay, written tests. And yeah. he was like talking about, oh, well. You know, he said, well, that's, you would say that's kind of like teaching to the test. And what, but when you think about it, what's really wrong with teaching to the test? Because it won't let us build teepees of Abraham Lincoln out of popsicle sticks during Abraham Teepee Week. And maybe you'd have to teach Algebra 1 instead. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> well, there's, from it's a pedagogical standpoint, week. teachers in public schools feel, feel restrained. Okay, or or you know, uh, not able to teach what they want to teach to their students, or not not have the freedom to teach how they want to teach to their students because they've got this standardized test uh, at the end of the year that they have to teach to. So there's no there's no opportunity for like creative teaching or like trying anything new because they're so constrained to the test at the end of the semester. And here he's saying that that teaching to the test isn't bad because if you didn't have to teach to the test, all you would do was build popsicle sticks of Abraham Lincoln. That that essentially saying that teachers don't know what they're doing unless they have to teach to the test. Which And he's the authority on that since he's the <laughs> yeah. professor. Yeah. And then the last one 
And this this one made it literally made me laugh out loud in class. And I quickly realized what I was doing and stifled my laughter and just looked down at the desk. He was talking about how Foucault would love an archive. Um, because, you know, because then he could go back and look up things. He could look up your test and your test and your test and see and see this, this fantastic archive of, of information, you know, um, because because people could go back and look it up if it's an archive. Unless, of course, you're President Obama. And then in that case, it's not allowed. How and, and that's does that mean? Because, because it was like out of the horse's mouth. This man is a birther. Uh, he's wow. a birther, and I look. I mean, I look around, and like nobody else. My one boy that sits next to me in class was he. He was, you know, biting his lip as well, and that was right at the end of class. So I mean, you know, it was like two minutes later when we were out of there, and um, I think most everybody else, like there's like thirteen people in the class, and ten people bring their laptops, um, and. <laughs> And all they do is like you know Facebook. Like solitaire. Yeah, they don't. They're not paying attention to him. Yeah. And um, and so so I think that that comment flew over most everybody's head because when we left, I was walking out with a guy that I don't usually talk to, and I was like, "So do you think he's a birther?" And he's like, "What are you talking about, man?" I'm like, "Were you not listening?" Because I sit there, and I'll like listen to the guy. Mainly because I'm taking notes for the podcast, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, what's this asshole's quote of the week going to be? And uh, and so, and so I don't bring my laptop, so I'm listening. I'm forced to listen, and uh, nobody else was. He's like, I didn't hear anything. I was like, and so I repeated, and he was like, oh my god. Yeah, so, that's ridiculous. I I would question that guy's ability to teach me anything. <laughs> even like the conser- even like there's some some big conservative person like uh. But, party member or something uh came out like last week and said uh these birther people are just crazy that's ridiculous yeah that makes no sense i feel it was somebody like lindsey graham or somebody like that, that you wouldn't expect to like you know be against you know stick up for obama or whatever but well whatever. it comes down to this uh um well the um the i you know and whatever this may not be time to talk about it. We don't have to spend much time talking about it, but the GOP eating itself alive. You know, Mm. there's the the far-right fringe, which is, you know, now putting up different candidates to run against Republicans because the Republicans are too moderate, you know, and Mm. so Mm -hmm. as a result, you know, the the special election, the 23rd Congressional District up in New York, this this is what happened, you know, that there was a Republican nominee, the far-right nominated somebody else so there's two basically two conservatives and one democrat the democrat the the democrats have not held that that seat in years the democrat wins because these two conservatives are are splitting the vote Uh. you know so bill owens uh, the democrat has uh, you know he won the popular vote and um and and it's it's about i mean i was reading an article today about the same thing that's about to happen in the New Yorker? In the New York Times, yeah. Um, down in, in Florida for the governor uh, yeah. in Florida. And gosh, if we can, if that can only continue to happen, it'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be a yeah. beautiful thing. It's, uh, if anything, <laughs> I was talking to my mom about it. She's staunch, right? Staunch Republican. 
And I was I was like, well, how do you, what do you, you know, what do you think about this? She's like, well, maybe it'll make a three-party system. Yeah, right. Like the Green Party has really made it a three-party system. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got crazy motherfuckers, socially conservative and, and fiscally conservative motherfuckers, and then Democrats. Uh, what? Uh, what? See, did, all right, here's the deal with your professor. Obviously, he's got tenure, and he, I'm sure that's that the people thing, in his department can't stand him. I don't think he really? does. Because he, word on the street, okay, from unnamed sources, is that they wanted his wife. The you know, state wanted his wife, so they hired his wife. Well, she's a package deal. She's got to come with her husband because he's only been there for a couple of years. Uh, he's taught at several different universities, and granted, if you get tenure at one, it rides over to the next. But I don't know if he's gotten tenure at one before. I mean, I guess he has. But it's pretty hard to get hired at a different university if you've already got tenure. That's a lot more money. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So yeah. I don't. So I don't know for sure. It's not like it's obviously that he's got tenure. But to be saying shit like that, I mean, come on. It sounds like he does. Yeah. Really. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Man. <sighs> so. Anyways. Um, We're. You want to talk about Saturday Night Live a little bit? Oh, yeah. I right before the show, we had another conversation where we were like, no, stop, wait, save it for the podcast. Well, from Joey, we just have these conversations that just bust out. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that? You said that, yeah. Two episodes okay. ago, I think. Just, they just we bust just out. These conversations just bust out. Uh, so Saturday Night Live this weekend with uh, – February Johnson or something on it. January Jones. January Jones. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know it was the woman from Mad Men, right? And yeah, I didn't you either. just hear that name, January Jones, I was like, okay, this is going to be some, like, pop star. Yeah. You know, rather than... But, um, yeah, apparently that episode got a lot of hate, but uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I think they've been on a kind of a roll this season so far. It's been pretty good. I um, cannot... I cannot have Bobby Moynihan come on stage or on screen without me immediately giggling. Yeah, he's and there was not. A, that's my only criticism of this episode is that there wasn't enough of him in it. But he was in one of the funniest and most basal sketches of the night, which was January Jones as Grace Kelly and Bobby <laughs> Moynihan as Hitchcock. Yeah, that was and pretty it was, good. It was just fart jokes the whole time. Yeah, apparently people were complaining about that. Maria was telling me that. Yeah, there's all these people on Twitter complaining about the fart jokes on Saturday Night Live. That, that shit's funny. That's never not going to be funny. No, nah, I can't imagine funny. not farting or not laughing at farts. Yeah. For the rest of my life, it's it's always funny. Always funny. Yeah, we've covered that before. It's, just, <laughs> it's good stuff. But it, it was it, the funniest part of the show was that the Black Eyed Peas were performing. That was both the, the funniest and the and the the saddest. I know. They, did it just like did it did, did you not um did it not seem like Will I Am just would rather have been anywhere but there? Which one's Will I Am? Yeah, Will I Am's like the main dude. You know, he's okay. like the producer guy. He's okay. got a he's not the guy with the mohawk. He's the yeah. uh, the other guy with the weird haircut. He's the one that does the um the auto tune still. He's he's the one that does ninety percent of everything. Yeah. Um, it's like 
and Marie and I were talking, the other two guys are just kind of like hype men almost, you know. They just kind of like dance a little bit and throw, throw some stuff in there, sing some backups, and then you got Fergie, you know. Fergie uh, but, was trying to hit on and literally hit on the guy with the mohawk. She was punching him, beating him up, and like trying to dance sexy with him the whole time. Uh, she's she's awful. She's so here's gross. the thing. The last performance that I got that boom boom bow that, yeah. <laughs> that song, it was it was the lowest energy I could because you can feel when 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 the music act has the energy of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there was none going on there. Well, well, that's like I said. Well, I am. You know, the centerpiece of the group. He was just like. I mean, he was emotionless the whole time. He was just yeah. like singing, the, you know, these, the, and the words are dumb anyway to their song. I had never paid attention to the words of that song until their that last performance. And I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, totally. It's it's stupid. The, uh, that, that, you know, the song, uh, are you talking about the one that's, I got a feeling? No. That one? No. Uh, you're talking about the last one. <laughs> I can't. That stand. song. That I got a feeling, or whatever the fuck it's called. That I would much rather not that I really want to listen to it, but I would rather listen to it on the record than hear them perform it live. You know, like yeah. there's no reason to perform that song live. There's nothing like organic or live about that song. Well, the thing that's funny that you mentioned it because um, it was like two weeks ago. Josh and I were talking about that song. We were on the disc golf course, and he started singing it like the first hole. Yeah. And so the whole fucking 18 holes, we were singing that song. <laughs> and he was talking about how much he hates it and how he hears it every single morning. But that in the, the beginning of the song, it's catchy. And yeah, it's yeah. Fun, but then it goes into like that, tonight's the night. And then and then, and then, and it just loses all context in, in, in any sense of reality whatsoever. Yeah, we talked about that on the the Mikey episode. That uh, Yeah, it, I mean, it goes into, tonight's the night. Some bullshit Black Eyed Peas rap. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's man. still bad. It is. And then Saturday Night Live, they performed on there, you know, and whatever. Saturday Night Live, you know, they have good acts. They have dumb acts. They have, like, you know, flash in the pan acts on there. But most of the time, you only get to perform two songs, unless you're U2. And you get to perform three songs then, you know, or Bruce you're... Springsteen or somebody like that. You get to perform three songs. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes Dylan, the, the person that's hosting the show will also perform a song. Right, yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. Taylor but, Swift did that. Yeah, and, she was the musical guest and the, uh, yeah. and, and the... And the, the host, and Justin Timberlake was on the show, and he wasn't the musical guest, but he still, <laughs> he still hopped on that musical stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. but... Yeah, so what gives the Black Eyed Peas the right to do three songs on Saturday Night Live? Why, why would they get to do three songs? A great agent. I mean, good. That's all I can think Jeez. of. There's no need to buy a Black Eyed Peas album because all you need to do is turn on any TV set or anything and you'll hear a Black Eyed Peas song. <laughs> you know, like, this, there's always a Black Eyed Peas song playing somewhere. And if you are going to get a Black Eyed Peas album, get Bridge in the Gap. Is that the, they, is that pre Fergie? Yeah, it's pre Fergie. It's like it's legit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's super legit. I'm gonna go out and get that CD again, just because I really did like it back in the day. But uh, now it might be ruined. <laughs> it might be. It may just force me to think about Fergie. 
Oh, she's the worst. I couldn't stop staring at her either. Why? <laughs> it's like um, it's like when a clown comes on a horror. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's so it's so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, this is like wow. That's that's a real person. Yeah. But maybe not. <laughs> yeah, they're just like cardboard cutouts. They're just like propped up up there. Uh, great examples like, of your of your catchphrase, uh, a parody of themselves. <laughs> yeah, characters of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so. So Thanksgiving's coming around the corner. Yeah. We got. One week. Damn, really? Jeez, One week. I'm next fine. Thursday, bro. Bruh. Bruh. Next Thursday. Spending time with the family, eating turkeys. Thanks, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, where we celebrate the pilgrims massacring the Indians. We celebrate freedom. Freedom fries. Freedom. Um, and I've been thinking about it because I'm go- I'm going to be driving home. Oh, bo- oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, speaking of asshole professor. Now, okay, so Tuesday night, right, I got class till 845 with this yeah. guy. 6 to 845. And I've got to be in Knoxville at 9 a.m. on Wednesday morning, okay, because I got this commitment with my family that everybody's going to be there. we got to be there. It's a big thing, whatever, right? Yeah. Don't miss it. So, and there was a rock slide. Yeah, in the mountains. I alerted you to that. You yeah. didn't know about it. Yeah. Thank God. And and so I forty shut down going through Asheville. So we're gonna have to go up to Johnson City and come down eighty one to Knoxville. Okay, it's gonna take all, every bit of six and a half hours. Okay. Well, you might as well get used to that because that rock slide won't be cleared for like ten years. You know, it's costing so. like twenty five million dollars. <laughs> well, that that same area had a rock slide like ten years ago, yep. and it took them forever to get it cleaned up. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I tell the guy, I'm like at the end of class, I'm like, hey, so because because Wednesday there's no class, right? But it just so happens that that Tuesday there's class, which rightfully so. But but this class goes till nine at night, you know, and it's like I'm like, yeah, so are we gonna be in class the whole time, or are we gonna be letting out early? He's like, well, where do you have to be? I'm like Knoxville, Tennessee. He's like, oh well. And here's the thing, I fall asleep in class. Yeah. And I I I I, I try to hide it. I'm, I've gotten pretty good because I got the beard and it acts kind of as a as a pillow, and I just kind of look down and I can fall asleep with a pen in my hand and mm-hmm. have it look like I'm taking notes. But this time I just I put my head against the back wall mm-hmm. and I just I was out for a little while and uh, and he was like well I, I'm concerned for your safety because it's late at night and you clearly can't stay awake and I don't want you to get in a wreck on the drive home and I look him dead in the eye I'm like it's all right I hold a hundred dollar bill out the window and he goes what you know he said like, he didn't understand what I was saying and everybody <laughs> in class was like well it's to keep him from falling asleep he's like. Oh, I've never heard that before. I said, well, now you have. So we're getting yeah. out early or what? He's like, oh, I understand if you're not going to be here. So I'm thinking I may just skip the class. But just then I ain't going to have an asshole quarter of the week. It'll be all right. I'm going to find somebody else. Him. I'm going to go. Yeah. Just to spite him. But anyway, so. 
So that, anyways, for those of you driving long distances, worried about falling asleep, don't think about coffee, don't do the cold hands in the face or ice cream or anything like that. Get a $100 bill, a crisp $100 bill, put that shit between your finger and your thumb and hold it out the window and tell me you don't stay awake. Because you will. Life lessons. <laughs> I like I like to listen to really uh really bad talk radio when I'm getting tired. Yeah. Or uh yeah. So it gets you so pissed off. Yeah. Well, it's just always it's just always intrigues me to hear people on on bad talk radio. You know, it's always like interesting to me. So I, I wonder if Glenn Beck has a podcast. Oh, let's hope not. Well, that might keep me awake. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Right. It might make you want to drive your car up a cliff, though. That's <laughs> might make me want to drive into the rock slide. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're really political tonight. <laughs> I'm going to be getting even more political. Oh, no. face, let's talk about these Israeli settlements. Mm-hmm. 900 Israeli settlements just got approved. What do you think? I don't know. I'll defer to Papa. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll let that rest. So, topics for Thanksgiving dinner, because Thanksgiving's a great, great holiday. Spend time with the fam, everything like that. But every now and again, it gets a little bit too, too quiet at Thanksgiving dinner. So, I'd like us to brainstorm five topics for Thanksgiving dinner that are that are going to be good, because I might actually need these myself. I would rather do five topics not to talk about. <laughs> that's the easy one. Okay. A lot easier to go no, on. that sounds great. We can do uh, both. But. Things to avoid at Thanksgiving dinner. I'll say this: last last year was, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was campaign time. Yeah. And my entire we had maybe. Well, Obama had won at the point. Yeah. No. Yeah. That. Yeah. But it was still – we were still talking politics, right? Yeah. And um, I'm the only liberal in my family. Yeah. And um, wildly outnumbered, okay? And there were maybe two – 15 people at the table? Yeah. Okay? And my sister, my oldest sister, she's in her 40s now, okay? She just perks up and says, well, you know what? I think it's just – I think Sarah Palin is just great. I think it's just great to finally have a strong, smart, and an attractive woman in the political sphere. <laughs> and I look up, and my sister knows, not that sister, but a, a different sister, knows yeah. kind of where I'm at, you know. Yeah. And she looks at me, and she just shook her head no. <laughs> and I went right back down to eating my food. And I just, I just kept food in my mouth, so I wouldn't talk with my mouth full. Yeah, that's just the best thing to do, man. I, I'm, increasingly, I'm the only liberal in my family, too. For yeah. whatever reason, my family seems to be getting more conservative over the years, which they weren't before. I just try to avoid that sort of talk, you know, because you, you're, you're not going to win any battles. You're just going to cause, you know, just so, uh, conflict. Yeah, yeah, okay, so politics and religion – Obviously, off the dinner table conversation. Yeah, just That's leave them out, you know. Cliche. However, is it okay to talk about Sarah Palin's new book, Going Rouge? I don't know. I would just avoid it altogether. I wouldn't bring it up, that's for sure. Okay, that's not. I would just avoid it, man. I would just one, avoid it. Don't talk about Fox News. Don't talk about any of that stuff, man. Okay. 
So don't ask the family who the leader of the Republican Party is. No. Don't okay. don't walk into that. <laughs> it's so fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. Okay. Another another topic to avoid for Thanksgiving dinner. Um pornography. <laughs> not not really a good idea to talk about that. Not what about Levi Johnson posing in Playboy. Or Who's Playboy. Levi Johnson. That's Sarah Palin's soon to be son in law. Father He's... of her grandchild. What? Yeah. He's posing in Playgirl? Playgirl, baby. No, he's not. Yeah, full frontal, baby. Well, he's not, he's not getting married to that girl anymore, is he? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he is. is. I don't think he he's, is. He's a baby daddy. <laughs> okay, off the table. Yeah. What about the yams? Just don't talk about Alaska at all, either. Just leave that out. Just leave Alaska out all together. Yams? The entire Pacific Northwest off the topics of discussion. Talk about, uh, yeah, yams. Those are good. I don't know. Yeah. Deliciousness. Don't talk about your sex life. All right. It's not a good one to bring up. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that should just be private. Uh, I wouldn't talk about anything that you do in the bathroom. Just leave that out. Oh, this turkey's really gonna make me shit. <laughs> You wouldn't believe what happened to me in the bathroom the other day. Oh, I cleaned myself out getting ready for this dinner. Good. Oh, man. Jeez, we have taken a turn. Yeah, really. We've run out of things to talk about. Don't talk about anything. All right. Just keep I'm your right. mouth shut. I'm just, I'm just going to eat my dinner. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. That's all you got? Mm-hmm. Man. So now you're in a situation now where you don't have a house where your parents live anymore. Okay, so before you, did you always travel somewhere for Thanksgiving or? Thanksgiving's always my dad's. Okay. Christmas is always my mom's. But you you can't really escape. That's the thing I'm I'm saying. Oh hell yeah, I can. You can? Where are you gonna go? We're we're staying at Mackenzie's parents' house. Oh okay. What if you need to escape there? Then I'll go to the disc golf course. Okay. I'm taking my work with me, so. I just, that's the thing about, like, I like being around my family, but it's always kind of weird because we don't all live together anymore, obviously, you know, and I live a long ways away from my family, so when I'm there, I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, like, stuck, you know, which yep. is not a bad thing most of the time, but there's just times where it, like, I don't know. Our family, like... I have a lot of nieces and nephews and stuff, and when they're all over, I get, like, anxious because the house is full of people, you know, and it's yep. hard to get away, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just want to be like, hey, these people need to go home, <laughs> go to their house. <laughs> Take your discs with you, man. It's great. Excuse. See, I, yeah. still got, I still got, like, friends that live there. Yeah. You know, so now that I'm going into business, like, well, I got to go see these people, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't anymore. Oh, my I friends need to are go gone. Catch up with so and so. Yeah, all my friends have moved away from there, so I have nothing there. But I will. Maybe I'll bring my discs. So. The uh, the World Disc Golf Championships were held in my hometown. Like your not not this past year, but last year. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. They were in Augusta, Georgia, weren't they? Oh, the worlds. Okay, not U.S. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. World, world Championships. So they're they, not as popular as the U.S. Actually. No, they're not? No. Uh-huh. But, I mean, they're legit, but there's, like, there's several... They've had the U.S. Nationals in that course, too. So. The U.S. DGC has been at the same course ever since its inception. Really? Yeah, the U.S. Nationals may be something else, but the U.S. Disc Golf Championships okay. are at the same place every year. But I'm not saying that a U.S. tournament that was huge was not at Augusta. I don't know well enough well, to say Some that. big thing was there. Some fucking collection of assholes was wrong. Th- You're thinking of the Masters. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Get in the hole! Get in the hole! You're the man, Tiger! People in my neighborhood used to rent their house out for the Masters, like everybody in my street, but they don't really do that much anymore. But uh, I think like Conway Twitty used to stay down the street from us when I was a kid. Is he the guy behind Twitter? Conway Twitty? He should be. I think he's dead now, but it was named in his honor. Twittying. Twittying. Yeah. Oh. Well, let's move on. Let's just move on. Let's do a, a short episode this week. See if people like short it. Short episode. We're already at forty minutes, and we haven't talked about shit. Are you kidding me? We're at forty minutes. Fuck. Short episode. All right. Well, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to the uh, the new Ghostface Killer album. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I laugh is it's called uh, Ghost Dini, uh, the Wizard of Poetry in the Emerald City. Which is like, I mean, it's obviously like referencing Houdini. Yeah. And it's referencing The Wizard of Oz. It's kind of weird to mix them all together. And that's like a mouthful, you know, like, it's a long title. Yeah. Um, it's got this awful Photoshop cover. It just looks terrible. But um, I liked Fish Scale, which was his, I mean, I guess he came out with some B-sides album after that, but Fish Scale was his last major release. Yeah. Really liked that a lot. This one's like his softer side. A kilo is a thousand grams. Easy to remember. Remember. You got the keys, you got the panties, man. (laughs) 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 Whoever got the keys, got the panties, man. That's what he said. Keys open doors. Keys open doors. Jay-Z referenced that song in in the Blueprint 3. Yeah. It was a quick line. It was something along the lines of, I know the keys open doors. Yeah. I was like, oh, you listen to that Ghostface, huh? That Ghostface album. I like that song Jellyfish on there a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one song on that Fish Scale album where it's um, it's a dream, and it's him going underwater. Uh, underwater is what it's called. Yeah. It's only like a minute and a half, or it's more like two minutes. Um, but it's it's probably my favorite song on the whole CD. That, going that underwater, thinking he's going to die, and a mermaid saves his life? It <laughs> yeah, takes him to some underground city? He's and like, it's a mermaid and shit. <laughs> it, so well, I, I like that jellyfish song because he likes he sings at one part. He's like, must be a special lady <laughs> and a very exciting girl. Very pretty kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostface, man. He's funny, dude. But this album is, like, softer, and it's good. You know, I listened to the whole thing while I was doing some other stuff, and it's good, but it's a little bit... I don't know. I, I like his like heavier stuff. I guess it's just the beats are lighter and stuff too. So it's yeah. I don't know. It's got this one song that's just obscene, just completely obscene. <laughs> and I don't really know what the target market is for that song because, as a dude, as a heterosexual dude, 
I don't really want to hear about Ghostface sticking his thumb in some girl's butt. <laughs> you know? And on the flip side, thinking about being a woman, if I were a woman, I don't think I'd want to hear about Ghostface sticking his finger in some woman's butt either. You know what I mean? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, but I can't imagine it, you know, anybody wanting to hear that, regardless of sexual orientation, gender, race. Who wants to hear that? It's called Stapleton sex. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's like him like moaning and stuff and talking <laughs> and making these like making these sound effects too. Like squishes and stuff. Well, you know, I follow him on Twitter and and he'll do that pound symbol wizard of poetry where he's yeah. like he's he's you know he's telling you what you should be he's giving advice as the wizard of poetry yeah and some of them are like you need to learn how to go down on that woman to keep her happy and shit like that i'm like whoa 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 blowing up my twitter stream with that <laughs> have you seen any of it? he has these videos that are just absolutely hilarious that no, are just, I haven't seen him. Yeah, you need to go to his Facebook page or something. He posts them on his, his – I also follow him on Twitter. He posts them on there every once in a while. But he, uh, it's just like people interviewing him and stuff, and he just says the most ridiculous stuff that nobody else would be able to get away with. Most of it I can't understand because he's got this habit. It seems like it's getting worse as he's getting older where he's like – he says something. He says, no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm, I said, no, I'm saying. And then it's, you know what I'm saying? And then I know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I don't know what you're saying because you keep saying no what I'm saying. I can't understand you. Stop saying that. Know what I'm saying? Like, I can't understand what you're saying. Ghostface. face. Come on, man. But, uh, I don't know. There's a couple, it's got a remix of that, uh, uh, that one song that's really good. What is it? Uh, Oh, back like that from the Fish Scale album. Yeah, it's got um, it's got a, uh, I don't know, a remix of that on there for some reason, and that's a good song. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's all right. So they listen to it and they're like, "Oh my god, this album sucks. We need to get a re- remix on it." Remix. Yeah, we got to throw something in there for to make up for that thumb in the butt song. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what Mikey's opinion is on on the album since he is a self-proclaimed Ghostface lover. Yeah, but I, I he's pretty uh, he holds tight to his Victorian ideals when it comes to matters of the bedroom. Yeah, I'm not, right. I'm not sure he's gonna like hearing about Ghostface good. sexual exploits. Yeah, but you know what song I really like on there is Stapleton Sex. It's <laughs> a good one creative i think that anybody who listens to that album after hearing in that song the first time just gets uncomfortable and skips that one as soon as it comes <laughs> up. doesn't matter how who it is or how tough they are how much of a baller they are they're gonna they're gonna skip right past that one <laughs> uh, you got me excited to listen to it though. yeah Proof you might like no such thing as bad PR. you're the target market <laughs> i think that one is yes. moving right along uh, I've been listening to people complain. That's what I've been listening to. It's that time in the semester where it's crunch time and everybody's got a lot of shit to do, you know, because they've been putting it off. And so, you know, people are like, oh, how you doing? Uh, oh, got, got this and this and this. 
And then it's that that one-upsmanship of I'm getting fucked harder than you. You yeah. know, oh, well, I've got this and this and this. And it's like, well, but you don't know about this. Yeah. That's what I've been listening to every day. And I'll tell you what, I'm not above it. Yeah. I fall into that trap you. every day. I'm like, oh, really? That's what you got? Well, take a look. I got to average seven pages a day, motherfucker. This is different when you do it, though, right? <laughs> no, it's exactly the same. Yeah. That's what I hate about it. So I hate listening to myself complain just as much as I hate listening to some other people. Yeah. There's that Saturday Night Live skit that Kristen Wiig does. Which one? She's like where she's always one-upping. She's usually at some kind of social yeah, function. Yeah, I think the last one's yeah. at a wedding and the, yeah. the person's like, oh, I got hit by a car last year. And she's like, oh, uh, a car fell on top of the, me. And yeah, the, oh, but it, oh, I could turn into a black and white movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She just makes these outlandish claims. That Kristen Wiig sketch with her interviewing January Jones at the Dairy yeah. Queen. Yeah. That was hilarious. She is she's on point when she does that kind of thing, where she just keeps going and going and going and getting more and more and more absurd. I mean, to, to be honest, when she first came on the scene, I didn't I thought she was a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah. And I, I've always been partial to her, but Oh. I only like her old stuff. I thought she was funny the first time she came on the show. I love her uh, Target lady. That's yeah. Where did you find that? <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Well, move it. What's the what's the hype? What's the hype is uh well it's sort of sort of hype. Less <laughs> hype on it now is uh this game WordFoo for the uh, iPhone and iPod Touch. Uh, WordFu Plus. It's free. It's basically like a Scrabble kind of game where you have these dice and you can roll a dice and you have these letters on them. You have to make as many words as you can from the dice. It's like a mixture of Scrabble and Text Twist. For those yeah. of you that are from the Text Twist camp. Yeah, it's, it's if you if you like Text Twist, you'll probably dig this. And um, I got hyped on it from a video game podcast. John Davidson recommended it on what they play and. Yeah. It's addictive, man. It's like a simple little game, you know. You, you've played it now. I got you hyped on it a little bit. You yeah. haven't had too much time to mess around with it, but it's pretty hard, you know. Like, it seems like it would be easy, but to get a really high score, it's pretty hard. Well, and, there's, yeah, I mean, there's there's plateaus. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. And and you can't. it's hard to break through the first plateau. And if you can't break through the first plateau, then there's little hope that you'll keep playing. Yeah, yeah. When I first started playing it, I was like, I was like where you're at, where I'm like, man, I can never hit, I can never get more than 300 points, you know, and then like, you you get past that point, and as you go on, it's like exponentially, you get more and more points, and uh, and it go, the game goes faster, and you, you've got a time limit, too, so you have to keep doing words, or you run out of time. Because words add to your time. Right, and so, it's crazy, man, and, and uh, I'd made the mistake... Of uh, I I I hit like a oh I hit like five thousand points or something. I well, first you hit eight hundred and forty. Yeah. And you challenged me, and I got the, I finally that was like the third time you challenged me because when you hit a score, you can email somebody else and challenge them. Yeah. And it shows your score. So therefore, you're not only doing honor. I mean, it's like legit. This is my score. Yeah, it's like throwing the gauntlet you hit down. Like, and I'm trying to play, and I'm in the 300, 600 range. And I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna beat beat 840 
And then in trots JMG. Oh man. The Gritty Grizzler. Not not so, not not. Uh. I hit well. I hit like two thousand or three thousand or something. And I'm like all strutting around and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna tell uh tell my buddy Josh about this, and we talk about Josh Grizzles on the podcast. Fiend. Very smart and very into word games and stuff like Scrabble. Um, yeah. you know. And However, so, time out. Okay. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you say this, and then I'm gonna bring him down. Okay. Well, anyway, Josh also eat out from underneath him. Very Macy loves the Mac. Um, loves Mac products. So I, you know, I knew that I'd get him hyped on it, and <laughs> I made the mistake of him introducing him to it. And the first game he played, we were chatting online, and he was like, "Oh man, how did you get more than 200 points?" And I like explained to him a little bit how the game worked, and then the next. Strategy. Yeah, the next he played the second game he played he scored two thousand points. Okay, second game it took me like twenty games before I got past the nine hundred mark. You know. Yeah. Um, and then within an hour and a half he had scored twenty thousand points. <laughs> twenty thousand points. Okay. So I'm like feverishly trying to beat him all weekend long, just totally. And I can't get past, like, 8,000 points. I'm consistently getting 8,000 points. Cannot beat him. And then today I wake up, and he's sent me a, a challenge, and it says, check the leaderboards. And he has finished 14th in the world. <laughs> he's ranked 14th in the world, okay? Um, and he scored 34,000 points. <coughs> 34,000 points. And so I'm like, oh, this, you know. This this cannot stand. I have to I have to do this. So today, while I should have been doing other things, I'm like doing some stuff and then playing a game of of, of this word foo. And finally tonight, Groove calls me or texts me and, and says, "Hey, we're going to record the podcast." I'm like, "No, I, I'm in the middle of a game. I'm well, going to be." That's not Josh. what you said. What I say? You said, "Okay, I'll be there in ten minutes." I'm about. I to did not say game. ten minutes. You did too. Say ten minutes. I said in a little while. You said 10 minutes. No, I said 10 minutes later. That's beside the point. So I spent like an hour and a half playing this game, and I am just on a roll, and I'm like, I'm going to beat Josh. I'm going to beat Josh. I'm going to beat Josh. Beat him. It's like 38,000 points or something. Yeah. I beat him. Beat him, finally. <laughs> like, boom. Yeah. Earlier today, I had scored 19th on the ranking list. Yeah. Beat him, finished um, 12th on the ranking list. So jumped from four, over him at 14 to 12. As I was sending him the message to gloat about it with the score, he was finishing a record round of his <laughs> own. And I get an email back that says, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just finished, uh, I just made the top 10. Check the the leaderboard. I'd probably be pretty upset tomorrow if uh, if I hadn't have done that. Hold on. So he, within like what? What you you pulling up the email? Yeah, I'm pulling up the email. Of course I am. Um. Oh shit! I oh, here it is. Yeah, I was in I was en route to number ten on the leaderboard when I got this message. Check it out. You're getting to be a real challenge. If I hadn't played you tonight, you would have been How patronizing! Yeah. 
Yeah, patronizing. If I hadn't played tonight, you'd have ruined my whole day tomorrow. Box in your court. See you in the dojo. <laughs> so, oh. I, I couldn't even, like, for, I was, I had beaten him and was number 12 for all of four minutes, I think. And then he beat me and knocked me down to 13th. <laughs> so I'm ranked 13th in the world, which is great. <laughs> I'm not 13th in the world in anything, you know? Third yeah. in the world at this game, which, you know, kind of weird that, like, two of us that know each other are in the top 20 in this game. I, you know, it's been out for a long time. People have had a long time to play it. Should be proud of that, but I just, it's just bitter, you know? It's bittersweet. <laughs> it's not even bittersweet, it's just bitter. I was going to, like, brag to my mom about it. <laughs> and, you know, and... I'm just uh, I'm I'm crestfallen. And and let's be uh, so long as we're talking about this. You need to, uh, you know. Earlier you were complaining to me saying, "How does that motherfucker score these points?" I was like, "Well, dude, you can pause the game in case you need to come back to it while you're doing something else." Because the context of the situation, the conversation was, "I don't have enough time to be devoting all this to word foo." I said, "Well, dude, you can pause it." And immediately, first thing you said was, oh, that motherfucker's pausing it and going up, looking up words. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you he said. said. I play, I'm, I stay pure to the game. That's what you said, and then, and then you true. email and say, apparently a little birdie told me you might be pausing the game to look up words or <laughs> take a break. You fucking say that, you put words in my mouth, and he, of course, he responds to... You know, I've paused the game because they last several hours. I wouldn't be so offended if this wasn't explicitly a game of honor. And Groove is just pissed because he can't break a thousand and he's a linguist. So <laughs> Which is that? Just because I'm a linguist doesn't mean I know all the words in the English canon. Okay. Well, it's true. I he just I don't, well I just shifted strategies from trying to win to trying to discredit his win. Well, I'm about to discredit his win right here, okay? We were playing Cranium on Friday night. Oh, he (laughs) shit himself right now because he knows it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) We we have Mikey and and Dargan and the Delaney's over, okay? We had the Greys out. We were all playing Cranium. Julia's sister, Marsha, was here having a great time, right? But during the process of the game... You know, everybody's dogging on, like, the trivia questions and stuff because everybody's saying, oh, they're so easy. Who plays this game? They're so easy. Yeah. Noses in the air, okay? Yeah, right. And don't walk outside while it's raining. They'll drown, okay? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so <clears throat> Josh's team, we split into three teams of three or whatever yeah. because there was nine of us. And so Josh was on a team with um, – Dargan and uh, McKenzie, and uh, to their credit, they won the game, okay? They won the game, but there was a trivia question. It was a select a quest, which is multiple choice, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was pick the correct definition of this word, and the word was laconic. (laughs) And they go down the line, you know, it was like lazy, succinct, whatever, 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 and Josh immediately goes, lazy, final answer, and everybody in the room was like, oh, this guy knows his shit, you know? I mean, well, he reads a lot of books, you know? I mean, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Boom, wrong answer. Succinct was the right answer. He was <laughs> livid. He was pissed. Did he turn red like he, he does was, and get the pouty face? He was beat red. 
He was. Oh, he, he had yeah, that. If it's an that, SAT word, you're expecting Josh to know it. So. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I memorized all those words to take the test the next day. I didn't remember them afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can come up with a lot of words for word foo, but do you know what they mean? Uh, it's I do I I do know I hope that the next one you have to actually enter the definitions as well. So. <laughs> the, man, I, it just it just burns me up that he has beaten me because he's just so good at things. <laughs> you know that it just I mean I guess it should make me feel worse if somebody who I knew was dumb beat me or something. But <laughs> he is he's really smart, you know. But it just like it's that thing where like I'm like you know he's gonna hit a point where there's no way I'm gonna be able to beat him. That's, and I think yeah. he's hit that point now. Because you're going to burn out on it in another week and a half, and he's going to he's just going to keep climbing the leaderboard because he's got his eyes set on that number one score, which is like two hundred thousand. Because number one is two hundred thousand something, and then <laughs> number two on the leaderboard is like sixty thousand. Yeah, no, you know, that, somebody had that game cheap. going yeah. and cheating. Yeah, they were pausing it and looking up words getting in that Scrabble dictionary. But he's going to do it. He's going to do it legit, and then uh, and then he'll let it go. But he's not going to stop until he gets there. Yeah. Well, I I just finished the game, and I, like, texted my girlfriend and said, you know what, I'm done with this game forever. And, <laughs> and, and I, then, I, then I wrote her another text and said, until or at least until Josh beats me. And then within a minute, Josh sent me that e- email that he had beaten me. <laughs> oh. owned. So that's my hype. Word foo. Fuck word foo. My other hype is that, just real quick, is that uh, my favorite football team, my favorite sports team, the Indianapolis Colts, beat my least favorite sports team, the Patriots. Uh, Wasn't there some bad second. call that Belichick had? They were on, their, the, uh, the Patriots were winning by six points, and they were on their 30-yard line, okay? Deep in their own territory. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, it was fourth and two. Fourth and, and two, Bel- that's right. Belichick went for it, and they didn't make it. And then Peyton Manning just burned their asses to Reggie Wayne. Forehead. What the fuck were you thinking of? What, what were you thinking? Oh. Doing that against Peyton Manning. <laughs> Shit, man. Right there in your own territory. Maybe if you were at the 50-yard line. Hubris. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Everybody's like, "Well, it just shows that Belichick didn't have any faith in his uh, in his defense." Like, no, it just shows that he's an arrogant asshole. Is what it shows. Okay. I would think that if you didn't have faith in the defense, you'd be punting that thing as far as you can. Yeah, well, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, that's definitely his hubris. Hubris, right there. But they yeah. won. So they're undefeated still. Maybe yeah. Uh, Them and the Saints, right? Is yeah. anybody else undefeated? No, it's just them and the Saints. Who's going to go down first? I don't know, man. I had a feeling the Colts were going to go down to the Patriots, but the Saints almost lost to the Rams, and the Rams are only marginally better than my high school is. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Because the Saints have got a good team, but... I want to discuss something important. You know it. You're listening to St. Stephen Show. I'm here with St. Bernard. Wait, yeah, who that's? Oh, it never gets old. Um, so, what's your hype? Uh, Sarah Palin going rouge. Did you read it? Did you buy no, it? No, that book came out. Today. I'm not going to buy that book. <laughs> well, then why <laughs> isn't your hype? That's my hype because I can't wait to see the fallout that comes from it. 
Because everybody's already fact-checking that shit, right? Yeah. And 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 here's the thing, okay? Because you remember when A Million Little Pieces came out? Yeah, yeah. James Fry. Oprah had James Fry on to talk about his book. Became Oprah Book Club book. Now, she didn't make Going Rouge an Oprah Book Club book, but she did have Sarah Palin on to interview her, right? Yeah. James Fry book gets checked, fact-checked or whatever, fallout, he lied about a bunch of shit, right? <clears throat> People already posted online the lies that are in Sarah Palin's book. She had James Fry back on and scolded him like a mother does to a child after he yeah, steals something. Yeah, just fucking pwned him. <laughs> she really just did. Ruined him. Yeah. I want to get. I want to see her get Palin back on and scold her, her like a little child. Was she on Palin? Uh, was she on Oprah already? Has she already yeah, been? Yeah, she was that, on. Like, I, uh, I knew that yesterday for, or the day. Before. I knew that was supposed to happen. And I didn't didn't hear yeah. anything more about it. I haven't been yeah. watching the news. So. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna watch Oprah, and I'm definitely not gonna watch Oprah because Palin's on it. Look yeah. on your seats. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Oh man. So I don't know. Man, come on. Regardless of woman, man, conservative, liberal, an idiot is an idiot. Okay. <laughs> and well, she is a moron. I don't see. I don't. I don't think she's an idiot. Okay. I, but think I definitely don't idiot. think she's got political savvy. And. What it comes to, what I'd like to do, and I know, you know, there was like a ghostwriter with her book and stuff, okay? But I'd love to sit down this summer at the beach, you know, read her book, and then turn around and read The Audacity of Hope or Dreams for My Father. Yeah. Palin Obama, back to back book right. reading sessions. And, you know, maybe compare and contrast. Yeah. That's my hype, though. I mean, hype it, the way I see it, the more Palin gets hyped, the more likely it is she's the nominee in 2012, the easier the campaign will be in 2012. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm thinking, I mean, I would love it. I would love it if she got nominated. I don't think she will. I think she's going to burn out by then. But that's my hype, of course. I mean, because that's the most hype thing that's going on right now. That's got more hype behind it than anything else. The the her book tour? Are you kidding me? Everybody's on that boat. <laughs> yes. Even if they hate it, they're talking about it. So, fuck it. That's the hype. That's the world's hype. The world's hype. The world's hype. I would love to see her get back on though. Yeah. Get back on Oprah. You have disappointed me. <laughs> You don't fuck with Oprah. <laughs> don't fuck you do not fuck with Oprah. You know she's got her own TV channel, I think, and she's moving. She's gonna. Yeah, go I'd heard that. What's the story on that? She's I moving. I just saw some. I mean, I didn't really read it. I just. Where saw is she some, moving to? I think it's the O channel. Uh, it's oh, not O like Oprah oxygen, channel? but it's Oprah's. Yeah, the Oprah channel. Oprah. <laughs> Free facials. <laughs> Hmm. There is a documentary called The Oprah Effect, though, of all these young entrepreneur businesses or, like, young businesses that have been featured on Oprah as her favorite things or whatever, and the, the outrageous, like, explosion of uh, business that they get after they've been on The Oprah Show. I would love yeah. to have that much power. I think this is cool. Boom. Well, maybe one day I only like their old stuff. Well <laughs> so all these old out of business businesses will get a lot of business. 
That's what's not the hype. Uh, hold on just a second. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, my not the hype. This is like really not the hype. This is probably my most not the hype ever oh. on the show. Is uh, you know what? What? I'm almost right there with you. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, good. So that we'll wallow in our misery. Yeah. Shitty this. I'm a. Uh, I'm I'm not miserable anymore, but uh, on Thursday I was miserable. I was I drove to see my girlfriend, so we planned on to see each other Thursday. And the night before, I'd had uh, I like my back was hurting, and I didn't think anything of it. Got up this morning, got up that morning, and I get in the car, and like my stomach hurts, and I'm like, oh man, what's going on here? I got, I felt like I had you know I just I had like some just felt bad like. Something was going on down there. And uh, I go, and as I drive to her house, it's like an hour and 15 minutes to her house from my place, um, it gets progressively worse. And I keep stopping at the gas station and, like, trying to go take a shit and stuff, you know, thinking it's that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm, like, breaking out in the sweat and stuff, a cold, clammy sweat. <laughs> and uh, Good evening. Good evening. Yeah. And, um, so, and it's just getting worse, and all of a sudden it comes, it like pops in my brain. I'm like, you know what? I've felt this way before. I've had this happen to me before. Yeah, and this is a kidney stone. LeBron! LeBron! About three years ago, I had kidney stones, and this, it, the kidney stones lasted for like two weeks. It took me like two weeks to get rid of them. And so I had this just awful shooting, you know, it's, and it's, it's weird. It's like, it's actually a dull pain. It feels like some blunt instrument being slowly pushed into your bladder. Um, and it's just miserable and it just makes you nauseous. And so I'm like frantically, like I'm like freaking out. I'm driving. I'm trying to get to my girlfriend's house before I, you know, have a heart attack and drive off the road. I'm like, the other things are running through my brain. Like, Oh shit, maybe it's actually my appendix. What if my appendix bursts right now? I'll just die right here. I'm like, no, it's a kidney stone. So I get to her house and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, for all of about two minutes, I'm like, certain that I can handle this and I don't need to go to the hospital. I'm like, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna tough it out. I show up and I walk in the house, and I'm like, uh, I've got a kidney stone, but I don't want to go to the hospital. And Maria's like, well, let's go to the hospital. I'm like, yes, please, thank you. Thank you for taking me to the hospital. <laughs> so I go to the hospital, and I'm, like, just, like, hunched over, like, you know, in pain. And uh, I go in, and, of course, it's busy. And I go in, and then by the time the doctor saw me, the pain was gone. So, uh, whoa, what was that? Sorry. Um. So I, you know, I had the kidney stone thing going on, and like basically the doctor was like, uh, "We can give you a CAT scan and then give you some pain medication." I was like, uh, "Is the CAT scan really necessary?" And he he like looked like he was a little guilty or something, and he's like, uh, "No, <laughs> I caught you trying to get me with a excessive Busted. CAT scan because <laughs> they did that shit to me last time. They cat they gave me a CAT scan, and after the CAT scan was over, they were like, "Well, we didn't really, really didn't need to do this." But here's your bill for $500. Um, so I got some pain medication, and he let me go. And then um, the next day, I passed the kidney stone. It wasn't as big as the last one I had, but I, I don't know if I told you this before, but a kidney stone, when you hear about it, you think, oh, it's just like a little pebble. 
probably uncomfortable to be peeing out a pebble, you know? Yeah. It, it's actually like a pebble covered in tiny razor blades. Um, <laughs> it looks like a piece of quartz almost because it has these little crystals on it. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a collection of um you know of calcium or, or some kind of mineral, and so I like I've got it. I've got the kidney stone. I'm thinking about <laughs> making like an earring out of it or something. You know. Um, That's ridiculous. Almost as ridiculous as your tweet. Hey, everybody, I just passed my kidney stone. Yeah. Well, that was the be- most ridiculous. T- I almost submitted that to tweeting too hard. <laughs> well, I did. I said that because I figured it, I might as well ask for congratulations on that. That's a big accomplishment. No. Something that happened to me. That's ridiculous. Um, well, I have the kidney stone. I'm going to try to take a picture of it uh, to put on the Twitter stream. Great. Because, dude. Yeah. Because definitely everybody wants to see that. Well, I want everybody to see it. This came out my dick. Yeah, really. When you see it, immediately your dick's going to hurt. <laughs> it's on you right now. This fucking thing is scary, man. It's got... Maybe it's you like, should it, stop drinking Pepsis and eating dark chocolate Reese's. It's like maybe pissing... Maybe start drinking water. Well, maybe you should. Well, I am right now. It's like pissing out a tiny sand spur. Okay. Think about God. that. I don't want oh. Think about that. Uh, oh. oh. My urethra. <laughs> I, oh, my urethra. <laughs> exactly. My urethra. Oh. Oh, but it, it's like, it, it's so weird because they did this last time. They give you a, um, they give you a strainer and you have to pee through this strainer because they want you to see that the stone has come out. Yeah. And so you have to pee through the strainer, and so you pee through the strainer like a hundred times, and then when it comes out, when the when the kidney stone comes out, it's like I'm, I like put my hand up and cheered, you know, like this moment of anticipation that finally, oh, it's here, it's arrived, my kidney stone has arrived. God, I'm done with this horrible ordeal. Wow, I immediately. Came out of the bathroom and told my roommate about it, and she was disgusted, but she said she was happy for me. So, uh, yeah. there uh, you go. That's my not the hype. Can you uh, see? <laughs> my not the hype's your fucking story. Well, there you go, man. <laughs> so the cats have been going out, right? And they've been getting fucked up, and we have to take them to the vet. Yeah. I've discussed this a couple times. Both of them gotten so messed up that they've had to have drains and e-collars and stuff, you know. And last time, when, when they came home from the vet, and it was like $500, yeah. Mackenzie was like, listen, they're not going back out. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? They're going to be miserable in the house. Wheezy's going to be not using the litter box because when he gets upset, he doesn't use the litter box, you know, whatever. She's like, they're not going out. I was like, all right, one more time. This time it'll be different, you know. Yeah, right. <coughs> well, what was it? it was uh, um, two nights ago. Yeah. I'm going to bed, and I hear the most outrageous cat fight outside. Oh, I no. mean, I'm talking. I was inside and I heard it outside the house. Yeah. And it sounded like the Phantom of the Opera or some shit like that. You know, I mean, it was a, it was operatic. How yeah. horrible that was and i go running outside it's freezing cold i'm in my pajamas i don't have a flashlight it's like midnight i go out there i find wheezy i bring him in he looks fine you know yeah. looks fine 
So I'm like, all right, well, and I bring Bruce Bruce in. He's fine, too. So I don't think twice about it. I go to sleep. I, w- I mean, he had little cuts on him, and we put an Esporin on it, you know? But it yeah. wasn't anything, like, bad. And I come out the next morning, and he's limping. Yeah. And so I lift him up. I look at his foot, and his his claw is, like, out into the side. Uh. And I, I put him down, and I almost threw up. You know, I was, like, wigged out. Yeah. Really bad. And I go in, I tell Mackenzie, I'm like, listen, you need to take him to the vet. I set up the appointment, whatever. She comes out and looks at him. She's like, how did you look at this? His toe is missing. And I hadn't <laughs> seen that, right? So she takes him to the vet. Two of his claws had been ripped out all the way down to the quick, which is where oh they get, God. where they connect to the blood. Yeah. So they're going to grow back, but they're going to grow back all deformed and fucked up. Yeah. And he had this little bandage on him. On his leg, and he kept, every time he would walk, he'd try to shake it off. Yeah. But the the whole ultimate point of the story is that now I've lost. And, I mean, like, granted, I mean, Mackenzie's trying to rationalize with me. She's like, David, one day you're going to let these cats out, and they're not going to come home. They're going to be dead. Yeah, really? You know? But on the other end, Wheezy paces the house and meows all day, which well. is the, the lead-in here to the hype still out. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Because... When I went to the vet, last time I went to the vet, I was talking to the vet about this indoor-outdoor thing, you know, because the risk, yeah, when they go outside, they could get fucked up. Yeah. But my reasoning is, okay, they want to be outside. That's what they want to do, okay? That of their, They're almost four years old now. They've spent three of four years outside. Right. They want to be outdoor cats, outdoor and mm-hmm. come in to sleep at night, okay? So their life could be cut short. But mm-hmm. at least they'd be living the way they want to live, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they could live a long time inside and miserable. And I'm thinking, what's best for the cat? You know, you got to make a decision, got to go through with it, whatever. Well, Mackenzie's, you know, she's insisting on them staying inside now. And, and the last <coughs> time I went to the vet, I was talking to the vet about this, and she's like, well, you can get these plug-ins that are like pheromones, and it's like the positive pheromones so that the cats are, like, happy to be inside. Oh, yeah? Wow. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Like, uh, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, sure, I'll spend $20 on something I plug into the wall that I can't smell and that's supposed to affect the cat. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, let me get, I'll that's be right there. Yeah. So, so McKinsey calls me. Today, or yesterday, or today, she's like, yeah, so the vet told me about these pheromone things. I think I'm going to go out and get a couple. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get one. Yeah. You know, so the hype's still out on these pheromone plug-ins in the wall. If, you know, if it keeps Wheezy from meowing all day, he's either sleeping or meowing. Let me out of this fucking house. Yeah. But if he stops doing that, then we're going to stock up like it's the... 1999. Yeah. Because, Y2K, yeah. Yeah. So the hype's still out on that. Fair well, I hope it works out, man. It's I like I, I, my cats were outside for like a year, and when they first came back in, when I first brought them back in for good, when we moved to the new house for like a week, they were like, "Oh, let me go outside, let me go outside, let me go outside, let me go outside," and now I can open the door and they'll be like, "I ain't going out there." No. no, no see, but that's the thing. My cats, they spent inside for a year back in my old place. Not a day went by when they weren't trying to get out. Well, not a day went by. They were come on, man. 
What's wrong with your neighborhood? That how? How? There's a couple other cats in the neighborhood. I there's like snakes and shit. Snakes. There's. I think there's a fox, or a coyote, or something. It's mean streets up here. Well, keep them cats inside. Tell them to shut up. <laughs> well, Bruce Bruce is good, man. Yeah. He's all right. I he's mean, okay he's, being inside? Yeah, well, I mean, he'd still rather be outside, but, like, if we let him out, like, he'll come in in the middle of the day, take a nap, go back out. Yeah. You know, like, he's not a, you know, it's wheezy. Yeah. Little bitch. And it pisses me. It's not that it pisses me. I get angry. It's because I'm frustrated. It's because I can't make him happy. You know what I mean? Like, I... I get upset with myself that I can't stop him from meowing. And well, so you didn't get like me. I don't care about making my pets happy. I get testy. Well, I don't want to. I'm not an asshole like you. So, there. Well. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you looking at? Nothing. you distracted. I heard no, you. No, I'm not. I heard you, you typing. You didn't hear me typing. I'm not I typing. I heard you typing. I'm not Anyways. typing. What have you been surfing? What have I been surfing? Uh, I, all I had was that uh, that funny tattoo article on ESPN. That, that shit uh, was funny. Who sent you that, Papa? No, Santero. Oh, Santero. Yeah, I had seen that. It was on page two of ESPN. Just Google ESPN page two tattoos or something, or look at our Twitter stream. We'll put it up there. Um, it's it's just this funny article that, that somebody wrote about, um, one of the sports writers wrote about, uh, some of the bad tattoos that are in sports. So many athletes have these tattoos, and there was just some funny stuff on there, some, like, misspellings or bad punctuation, ridiculous tattoos. It was, it was pretty funny. There was some that it were even worse worse than misspellings and bad punctuation. It was like... like Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo sucks anyway. Scrappy-Doo on an NBA basketball player's <laughs> arm. How, how not hard. Scrappy do, yeah, that's that's good. Um, well, I've been I've been reading that New York Times since you sent me that app. Oh yeah, and, the New York Times app for the uh, for the iPod and iPhone. And something else though, I went back to um, went back to Post Secret. Yeah, yeah. I feel horrible when I read that site. Why? Because it's so cliched. And here's the thing: like, there's that website text text messages from last night yeah have you seen that yeah yeah okay and fml yeah both of those sites blatantly just made up stuff right and i'm thinking that post secrets basically the same thing too you know but people try to make it like art you know on a post well the thing about post secret is people submit that stuff you know so People submit I mean, on oh, FML too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's all made up stuff. So I, I, I don't know. I kind of like Post Secret because at least there's like people have to make something, put it on yeah, there. But it's it, still, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like those people that read it. Like, oh my god, did you see Post Secret? I love it. I don't think that everybody who looks at Post Secret talks like that. I think they do. Okay. I love Post It's my homepage. I love Sundays. Post Secret. I love Sundays? That's when they get updated. Uh, See, you know when they're updated. I do know when they're updated. I've had to run into those 
people quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know. I mean, every now and again, there's pretty good ones, but I just I just feel like a douchebag when I read that site. That's what it is. I'm like, I'm being a douche. I'm being a douche. I'm being a douche. I'm being a douche. Yeah. So, and if you like Post Secret, you're a douche. So. Wow. <laughs> sweeping that's, statement there. That's, that's how we're going to get more listeners. Just make a bunch yeah, right. of odd sweeping statements. You just skip my hype still out. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, what is um, it, hormones? I would run the risk of you making fun of me about this, but I know that you have no leg to stand on, so I can go ahead and throw it out there. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I'm going to see John Mayer in uh, March. Nice. With uh, with my girlfriend, she loves John Mayer. Yeah, dude, dude, time out. What? Okay, because I know I just went on record about Post Secret, and you might call me a flip flopper here, but there is absolutely no way I can make fun of you for going to see John Mayer. That I guarantee you is going to be in your top ten concerts of all time. Really? Yes. That's a big statement, because I like John Mayer okay, but I, I don't really follow his work that closely. I like him as a person more than I like well, him as an artist. I'm sorry, time uh, out. It might not be in your top ten. Right. Because you hate it when people noodle on guitar. But that man shreds. He will he will shred the clothes off your back on that guitar. Well. I'm I'm leaning towards it going to be hype because I do like him and I don't have any problem with his music or anything. I think that some people, you know, naturally would, you know, oh John Mayer or whatever. But you well, know, they, what they hate about John Mayer is they hate room for squares, and that's not that's not everything that John Mayer is. Yeah, well, I like that album. Yeah. So, well, but that's the most poppy, and it's like. You yeah. Know. Yeah, I mean, I know some of his other songs and stuff, but I do like that album. Uh, I have that's the only album I have by him. Yeah, but, I, but my girlfriend, really? uh, he is like her favorite, and so she likes was like, if I get tickets, will you go to the show with me? I was like, yeah, I'll go. I don't mind going to see John Mayer, but I think it, I think it'd be good. I mean, I like I've seen him perform on TV and stuff, and it seems pretty hype. So, yeah, it's it'll be fun. I think that you need to get Continuum. Yeah, I probably should. I mean, heavier things as good as I mean. There's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. You could probably listen to. Um, well, you know, there's that um, that CD club that we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've got that song, "Covered in Rain." On yeah, uh-huh. CDs. yeah. And that yep. that is what that's from a live show. I think that's from any given Thursday. Yeah. And um, no, I think it'll be good. I actually, I almost went to see him two years ago. He was in Knoxville, and I just, I didn't really, it just didn't work out. I was like, eh, I don't want to spend eighty dollars for a ticket, and because it was like pretty small venue, but really expensive venue. Yeah, apparently we got pretty good seats. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know who's opening for him? Oh God, <laughs> Michael Franti and Spirit. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, John yeah. is never gonna get to get on stage, man. Oh no! They're gonna take up that stage. They're gonna play for three hours longer than oh. they've been slotted for. I'm gonna ask that we please show up late. Show up late. He's gonna have you doing so many things. You're gonna be worn out by the time the fucking show starts. Oh no! He's gonna be like, I want everybody to stand up. He tells you to stand up, to jump, to wave your hands, to. Keep standing, hear some noise, everything. And that's before the first song even starts. It's like after every verse. He's like, come on now, get back up. 
He is. Shut up, Michael Franti. You know, he's all about peace and stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Delaney's uh, bachelor party was a yeah. music festival, and we, we got to meet him. And yeah. uh, Owen was where <laughs> Owen comes in from London. <laughs> He stops at a, at a number one hater, Owen Evans. He he stops at a uh, truck stop right on our way, and this is a huge truck stop, bunch of like, you know, Southern Confederate flag paraphernalia everywhere. And he buys a hat for the weekend that has a skull with a yeah. bandana on it and crossbones, and and the the crossbones are are sniper rifles. Yeah. And it says, like, Delta Force, one shot, one kill on it and stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he was wearing that hat. I've got the picture to prove it. I'm going to have to find that picture so we can put it on Twitter. And, um, <laughs> and we, like, we're like, oh, Franti, you know, like, great, great, big fans, you know. We got a picture with him. Yeah. And he looks at Owen and he just goes, huh, nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> He was on his way getting. He was being escorted by this smutty little hippie girl that was working on staff to the backwoods, obviously to you know to get it on. Yeah, but, uh, but it was. And then that night they played. They were slotted for like an hour and a half. They played for three hours, and so everybody that was supposed to be on after them got pushed back another hour and a half. They oh, just man. didn't get off the stage. So. That's funny. I've got a picture of myself with Owen with that hat on, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him when he bought that out. That is absurd. That's funny. Absurd. It's a funny story. Yeah. Oh, nice hat. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I didn't realize what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, well, that's, that's pretty hype, though. I, I would say move that from hype still out to... Probably going to be hype. Yeah, I look forward to hearing what you have to say about it. I mean, it could go one of two ways, right? He could be either playing, like, all... Like, he has... what Where the Light Is... Yeah. was his latest release. It was a DVD and a, and a CD. Uh-huh. It was, like, three discs. He did three different sets in L.A. The first set was acoustic. The second set was his blues band. And the third set was, like, his pop band. Yeah. And that DVD and live release CD album whatever got they won Grammys for that stuff it, yeah. was a, it was a really good show I got that on CD I didn't buy the DVD but um, so I well like, I'm just gonna I, my plan is to just shout play your body is a wonderland <laughs> play your body is a wonderland oh god come on come on play it well then I'm sure the, the you can't go wrong with, yeah, with being excited about that concert then. Um. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. What's up, grab bag? Yeah. What? <laughs> Nothing. I don't have anything prepared for my grab bag stuff. You didn't do the senses. I didn't do the senses, man. I couldn't come up with any. Asshole. Well, you do it, and I'll, I'll answer them. Okay, I got. I got three sentences. I've got one sentence. You I'll do mine after yours. We're trying to revisit uh trying to revisit uh the uh hype for that that Josh was trying to get us to do, which is complete the sentence. The ill advised <laughs> previous segment complete the sentence. Didn't work the first time. So. Which we we figured out how to fix it and then we didn't take the step necessary to fix it. So here you go. 
still in broken form. Complete the sentence. Complete the sentence. All right, Joey. I would rather get punched in the balls than... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Go see fish. (laughs) Just go to a fish show. Yeah. Or listen to bluegrass or... um, Yeah, pretty much anything. Go to widespread panic. I'd rather have kidney stones than go see widespread panic again. (laughs) Okay. Um, Sarah Palin's next book should be called... Oh, man. That's good. No, that's a great title. (laughs) Yeah. one what makes Bon Jovi so beautiful is his his hair (laughs) beautiful hair he's got nice teeth too you know he does he got nice teeth great teeth remember that remember that when he was trying to be a movie star for a while I remember when he was trying to be a TV star what was he on he was on Sex and the City oh was he I mean don't ask me how I know that but yeah, he had some, he was like the lead role in some movie. I forget really? what it's called. Yeah, yeah. It was like right after he had cut his hair kind of short, you know? Yeah. You know, when he like got rid of the 80s cut and like went to like a bob kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, got, he got the new highlights in it. <laughs> they were trying to, try yeah, to put him out there as like a sex symbol, you know? Um. All right. So here's my sentence. You ready for the one that I did? Yeah. The future yeah, of this grab bag segment is blank. Doomed. <laughs> I was gonna say questionable, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. I think Clave's gonna be critical of this. I haven't heard from Clave in a while. Where is he? I haven't either. I don't know what he's doing. He, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's going on sabbatical to to figure out his next move as an artist. He left us behind. He's been. He's got some girlfriend now. Yeah, he does. That's right. She tweeted me the other day. Did she? Yeah. Who is she? He was saying going going to watch some movie with my girlfriend of the day or something like that, and I was like, yeah. oh, play a pimp. Got a girlfriend yeah. every day, and she tweeted me like, no, I'm his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Wow. And then, yeah. So, that's all that I've got. Yeah. I just emailed you that picture, though. So, we're on record. I emailed Joey the picture of one shot, one kill, Owen Evans, right next to Michael Franti. If that doesn't get on Twitter, it's not my fault. (laughs) Why didn't you just put it on Twitter? I don't don't know how. Dude, I, I set up that picture account for you. Yeah, I've lost it. Oh, God. Back to me. You're the worst. I'll tell you what. You shouldn't be doing oh, podcasts. ZD! Oh, ZD! ZD! This picture's ridiculous. He looks like he's about 80. How old is Michael Franchi? Franchi? Yeah. He's like 50. Is he? Yeah, he's in his late 40s. I know that. Is he really? Yeah. I look like an overgrown baby. <laughs> oh, it's got that awful mustache. <laughs> <laughs> He's so pale. He is so pale, so skinny. So skinny, yeah. So, uh, 
And that's Trip Long right there. With a widespread panic shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awkward. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Nate's friends, if you made it this far, congratulations. Go punch Nate in the balls.